And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, verse 15 of chapter 50 of the book of Genesis, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. Now, if you start chapter 37, you will see the evil that the brothers did to Joseph. You'll see the jealousy, the home that was so dysfunctional and uh, how that uh, there was uh, uh, preference shown in the family. Uh, Joseph's father, Jacob, showing partiality to the youngest son and so forth and so on. And the Bible, and they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall you say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren, and their sin, for they did unto the evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when he spake unto him. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, ye thought evil against me. But God meant it unto your good. God meant it unto good. God meant it unto good. Has anybody ever said to you, this is for your benefit? Parents, have you ever said to your children, now just shut up, this is for your good? If you hadn't, you should have several times. It's for your good. We thought, in our frame of perspective, probably, we thought, why in the world did old so-and-so say that about me? Or would you believe what I saw on social media that sister junkie face said about Slewfoot? Why in the world would God allow anything to hurt our feelings? It ain't time to pray. You can look up. Well, she ought not have said that. They ought not have done that. I thought they were Christian. What if God... Is trying to do something for your good, and you're too childish and petty to recognize it. Good. Think we better pray. Amen. After all, this 17 year old boy has done nothing, and now his brethren has kidnapped him and threw him in a pit, dark and dirty, 
and that 17-year-old boy is in the pit now in chapter 37 all by himself, abused and misused by his older brothers. Why, when God's name would God ever allow anything like that to happen to a 17-year-old boy and then yank him out of the pit and sell him to the Ishmaelites as a slave down into Egypt. Now, the private and the preferred child of the family is no longer with the family, but now he's standing in the slave market in Egypt being sold to Potiphar for a slave. You know what that boy said? God meant it for good. I wonder if he thought while he was going through it uh, that it was for his good. How many ever enjoyed a spanking because you knew it uh, was for your good? <laughs> Are you kidding when your father or your mother came to you with that belt, razor strap, or club, you begin to repent weeks before they got there? Nobody likes the trials of life. Everybody likes living on the mountain. Everybody likes strawberry shakes and hamburgers occasionally. But life cannot be filled with sugar. It's not healthy. Is there anybody here tonight? Well, I left Joshua Baptist Church because I didn't get enough sugar. I mean, after all, I didn't agree with everything that was going on. Do you know I'm 80 years old and I haven't agreed with a lot of things that's went on. But I read in the Bible one time, are you ready? All things work together for what? Somebody tell me. For good. But I wonder why we can't get a hold of that. Can we read on? The Bible says this. But as for you, Joseph said, ye thought evil against me. But God meant it unto good. To bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. Now, he said, therefore, fear ye not, and I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. Have you ever been told in your lifetime, this is for your good? As a wee lad, in the country yonder in Tennessee, we didn't have all the farm implements that got rid of weeds. We did not know anything about weed killer. Weed killer was a hole about six foot long and me on the other end of it. A 10-acre cornfield or an acre of tobacco did you know that my dad did not want to look at one weed in that whole field? 
and I was in charge of making sure that the weeds were gone. And I did not enjoy one single moment of it. I did not go back there to that cornfield, look down them long rows of all them careless weeds and say, thank God I'm fixing to get an education on a work ethic. I don't believe that deal would fly with me living in the basement until I was 26 telling my dad what I was watching on social media. Now, I don't think that dog would have hunted. And my dad taught me how to work because it was good for me. Do you understand that? I said, do you understand that? That's the reason kids need responsibility around the house. That would be good not only to take the trash out, but it would be good to teach them responsibility and work ethics. And none of that comes easy. None of that is pleasant, if you please. For instance, you know, there's just something my dad said, Son, you don't do and I could say, Dad, let's me and you pray about that. My dad would have said, Son, I don't pray. That's your mama's deal. <laughs> but he said, Me and you can go to the woodhouse. That's my deal. And he said, Son, there's some things you don't do. One, I was not to walk like this. Daddy, teach your boys how to walk. That says a lot about them, how they walk. You say, well, what's that got to do with preaching? Everything in the world, they don't want to be confused about anything. God knows the world's trying to confuse them anyhow. Teach them how to walk. Girls, ladies, teach your child. Teach your women. Teach your girls how to walk. Girls don't need to be walking like they're chasing a plow through a field. Amen. Amen. Has anybody ever told you this is for your good? Could I help you tonight? Bless your heart. Why do we have rules? Not just for the rules, it's for our good. Why do we have laws? It's for our good. It's to protect society. It's to protect us. And may I say to you tonight, people need to realize this might be for your good what you're going through. Have you ever been cheated? You need to know how to handle that. If you're a Baptist... One of these days, the Baptist is going to get to you. Amen. Preacher, how long have you been around? Long enough to get to several times. And let me tell you something. God allows things to happen for our good. Did you hear me? For our good. Don't get mad, puffed up, swelled up like a toad frog with a hand grenade in your hand, not worrying about who you're going to blow up on. Why don't you just turn it over to the Lord and learn a lesson? Amen. Amen. Boy, I tell you, this is good preaching. Nobody likes it, but I'm having a ball. Yes, there's, there's words that 
bring little comfort, but are biblically correct. These words are, all things work together for good. To them that love God, those who are called according to his purpose. If you think you're going to get through this without somebody hurting you, lying to you, trying to cheat you, your God must be dead. It's amazing to me how little God's people have learned going through difficult situations. Boy, I'll tell you, there's no better illustration in anywhere than the illustration of Joseph in the Bible about God working together for his good. Not only his good, but the entire good of the family. Not only the good of the family, but for the good of the nation. Not only the good of the entire nation, but the entire world. And for us today, who are thousands of years ahead, we learn from Joseph's life. Let me give you just three things. I have four, but you couldn't stand four of the way it's going. Bad things happen. Now, you think I'm going to say good people. But I'm not. Good things happen to godly people. A lot of difference in a good person and a godly person. A good person will have morals. A godly person will know why they have morals. A good person will be honest. And a godly person will be honest because God wants him to be honest. And because a godly person is trying to please the Lord and trying to walk with the Lord and reading their Bible on a regular basis and serving God. A godly person is someone who implements and, uh, and, 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 and mimics, if you please, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to know something. I don't care how close to God you are walking tonight. Bad things is going to happen to you. Why would God allow bad things to happen to we who are trying to please God? For our good. You understand that? Didn't say for our liking. Didn't say for our pleasure. It said for our good. Is that what it says? All things work together for good to them that, are, that love God. How many believe that? Amen. Then when the next time the circumstance or the situation arises that you don't understand, why don't you just start living by faith and trust God for the results? Would that be all right? I said, would that be all right? Because bad things, as in Joseph's life, 
as yonder when his brothers threw him in the pit and was contemplating killing him there and pulled him out of the pit, sold him into slavery, Potiphar buys him and he serves Potiphar very, very, very meticulously and then he is falsely accused of rape and convicted and thrown into prison and forgotten all the promises of there and he says, you meant it for my bad but God meant it for good. Now grab a hold of that, would you? A godly individual. What are you going to learn if there's never any hiccups in life? Do you think that you're going to go on a concrete thoroughfare all of your life and never hit a mud hole? It's not how you handle the freeways of life that gives God glory. It's how you handle the mud holes in life. Is anybody here tonight? Well, everybody as silent as I've ever been in all my life. But bad things, Joseph was a godly man. Genesis 39, he was an honest man. Genesis 39, he has highest moral character. No, sir. I'm not sinning against God. No matter how pretty you might be, no matter if Potiphar ever learns about it or not, no matter who knows about it, my sin, if I go to sleep with you, my sin is not against me and Potiphar, it's against God. And he said, I will not do that. He was a man of high moral and character. He was was, uh, loyal to all of his authority. Faithful to God in all circumstances. But in spite of all of that, listen to me, in spite of all of that, his brothers hated him. Hated him. My sisters, I think, hated me. And I do believe they should have the way I acted. His brothers actually threatened to kill him, threw him in a pit to die, sold him into slavery, falsely accused and convicted of rape. Imagine what that does to the character of a man when they falsely accuse him and convict him and imprison him for rape. What else can you do to rob an individual of his character? And he said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for my good. Are you listening to me? How come we always want the smooth road? Give me some of them folks who handle the rough roads. Give me some of them folks and smile when they just found out they're overdrawn down at the bank. Give me one of those guys that's trying, trying with all his heart. It just seemed like the ends are growing farther and farther apart. Can't make ends meet, but they're at church. They got the songbook in their hand and they're singing glory to God and trying to do the best they can, trying to get through the bumps of life because they realize God's trying to make something 
out of them to help somebody else when they have to experience the same thing. How many churches do you think that I had to go through to learn what your church is enjoying financially? How many bumps do you think in the road how many folks you think got mad at me and quit over nothing? Just left. I guess I could have stuck my thumb in my mouth and pouted, or I could put my soul in his New Testament back in my pocket and go win somebody else to Christ. Was there something educational? With a 26-year-old lad taking a church that was nothing except a prize fight ever service. Do you think I learned anything getting to church at 8 o'clock and locking the door to my office and listening on the intercom when the song leader started singing the very first hymnal and I'd open my door and run to the platform, keep somebody from jumping on me before I preach for years. You think it's always been pretty white buses? You should have seen the first ones. You could always tell where Joy Baptist Temple was going to youth camp. I just going down the road and looking at buses that's broke down along the way. We'd have as many as four and five buses strolled out between here and San Antonio going to Comfort, Texas to youth camp. Do you know why I went through all of that? For your good my good your kids good Andrew's good are you willing to buckle up and hang in there and let God do with you to you through you for what he wants to do for somebody else's good I'm just thought I'd drop by tonight and say a few words to you to help you a little bit along the way Do you think that Andrew and Amanda benefited from my lack of being a good parent on the first four? Do you think because I've run around with the wrong crowd when I got saved and called to preach and the big challenge was win your city to Christ at any cost. Win your city to Christ. Go soul winning 24 hours a day, seven days a week. God will take care of your family. And while I was winning a city, 
I lost a family. That was for your good. That was for my good. That was for her good. That was for his good. Because I knew how to be a parent for him. But I didn't know how to be a parent to the first four. I don't know what you folk looking so holy about. You need to turn your halo around. Shine it a little bit. You're welcome. So I don't know what you'll be going through. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what you'll go through tomorrow. You may not think it's for your good, but God worketh for his good and your good. Amen? Amen. So tomorrow when she burns your breakfast, say, well, I'm glad you think I'm God offering me a burnt sacrifice. <laughs> Watch it, Brother Wilburn. You know what I'm talking about. Don't hit her with that cane if she burns your eggs, all right? <laughs> Are you listening to me tonight? Please listen to me tonight. Bad things happen not only to good people, but bad things happen to godly people. And they're going to come. Amen? And you need to handle them in faith that the God you serve knows exactly what he's doing. Amen. Years ago, 50 years ago, never forgot, bought an offset, 1250 offset press. Church members come to church and I was printing church bonds. Some of the folks said, preacher, is that legal? I don't know. It looks good, don't it? <laughs> Sold him church bond just like that. Yes, sir. Bang. Just like that. Sold two issues. Had no problem at all. Going to build a big building now. Can't, you know, I don't need to be printing those bonds and writing out the bylaws and Securities and going to the security exchange, making sure they're all white, and then register them down at the down to bank. And they're our pay agent, and they're our trustee, and everything was legal. But boy, let me tell you something: when we started selling bonds up into hundreds of thousands of dollars. I need to hire me one of them high-dollar bond companies. Guess what they did? Right in the middle of it, went broke. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to sell 17% interest bonds. No, I'm trying to sell 7% interest bonds and the interest down to bank is 17%. How many of those would you like to sell? Couldn't sell them. Building half finished. Mm -hmm. I know what happened. Wolfenbar ran off all the money in the bond issue. That's what he did. He ran off with all the money. Yep. Of course, they didn't know. I was the only one that didn't get paid for about 10 weeks on staff, but I was wanting to run off all the money. 
and they start spreading ugly rumors about you being a crook, stealing money. You did it. Time to quit. Time to go back to the bars. Time to go back to the booze, fighting chicken, raising hell, building tools and dyes. Don't hang in there and trust God. Don't do that. No, no, you can't do that. No, no. Don't quit. Don't fold up. Don't blame another Baptist. Don't blame another Christian. God is still working on me. <laughs> he used my kids to work on me. He uses Sean to work on me. He uses my wife to work with me. He used my grandkids. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. God's just showing you that he loves you and trying to make something beautiful out of you. Amen. Yep. Baptist means it for evil. The devil's crowd means it for evil. The gossipers means it for evil. But God means it for good. God allows bad things to happen, not only to good people, but godly people. Would anybody agree with that? And also I see Bad, bad things happen for a reason. Verse 20, bad things happen for a reason. But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. Is there anybody here tonight would agree with me that God might accidentally be in control? Uh, Andrew's talking about this morning, the ark. Everything in the ark is typical of the Lord Jesus Christ. Even the wood is a type of his humanity. One window, one door. Window up. Why? Noah wasn't driving that boat anyhow. God was doing the drive. No, I didn't need to. I mean, well, yeah, it was. No, I started putting Jonah on that side. Jonah didn't need to see where he's going. He isn't a fish. <laughs> There's a reason why God allows bad things to happen to good people. Genesis 39 and verse 2. I want to show you this and we'll close. Genesis 39 and verse 2. The Bible said, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now, if you would please, in everything that he did, God was with him, God was preparing Joseph to bless others. Genesis 45 
and verse 7. 45 and verse 7. And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by great deliverance. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God, and he hath made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord over all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. The day that Joseph's brothers snatched that young lad up at about 16 or 17, belligerently and cruelly treated him and threw him in the pit, God was behind every move that they made. And God was sending Joseph from Canaan into Egypt so that when grain and food become scarce, Joseph would be the one who was the financial executor that taught Pharaoh what to do and saved up all the produce that saved not only Egypt, but Jacob and his family. God started a long time ago working on Joseph. I saw it in Andrew. At six and seven years old. I can see it in some of your kids, if you will allow them. Now, if you'd rather have a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, as you, I wouldn't monkey with God's plan. You listening? We need some more young men that grow up and being godly men. Godly looking and godly living and godly doing. Godly acting. It might take some godly daddies around the house showing them what that looks like. And we need some daddies who will tell the kids, this is for your good. This is why you're going to do this. This is why you're not going to make a mush mind out of you with a telephone stuck to your head so you look like an outer space man. That's real nice. So what happens is God had a reason for Joseph. God has a reason for you. And God has a purpose for your kids. Are you listening? He said, Shoot, I don't have to list that. I know that. My phone number will be the same when you get in jail and get in trouble. I'll go. I'll come. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time in jail <laughs> on this side of the bars. Little smart mouth, little smart mouth brat. Thought he knew everything in the world. 
he was in jail. Mom and Dad asked me to go and see him. And I walked in. He's such a smart-mouthed guy. Just, you know, everything he'd done is all right. Just a, and uh, I found I just got tired of it. And I said, do you know here I'm as old as I am? I'm going to do something you can't do. He said, what's that? I said, leave. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Three little smart meth boys stole one of our buses down in, down in Waco and ran off into a creek and destroyed it. I went to the jail to see them, and ah, they were so cool. They were so cool, I walked out in my socks, had icicles hanging on them. I tell you, so so cool. And I told them, thank God you're in here for my good. Bye. You know what? We might all just let God do what he wants to do with us and quit kicking against the pricks. How many times do you think in this church somebody's got to me financially? What would it do for you if I told you I've visited members? And I've said, if you will come back Sunday, I'll resign. They came back Sunday. I resigned. Then they joined this church and I loved them and did their funeral and preached their kids' weddings. Every time something happened to you, you're going to run? Every time somebody spits in your post toasters, you're going to throw your post toasters away? If you do that, you ain't never going to learn anything. You ain't never going to grow up. You're just going to do what you want to do when you want to do it until God puts the woe on you. Because God means it for our good. And until we learn the lesson, we're just going to have to keep going back to the hog bin. And if you get used to eating with the hogs, have at it. Because God ain't going to run out of hogs. God means it for our good. And when God sends problems our way, he's trying to teach us something. Could have closed with this. God has allowed you to go through what you've gone through to prepare you to serve. Verse 21. Look at this now. Joseph is speaking. Joseph is no longer a 17-year-old lad in the pit. He's now the second in charge of all of Egypt. The, new, the, the power of the day, Joseph is now in charge. Notice what he says to his brothers. Now therefore fear ye not. I will nourish you. I will feed you, nourish you, take care of you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them the ones who abused 
misused, sold him into slavery, hated his guts, despised him and treated him in all fashions such as the devil might be pleased with. And now he tells his brothers, <laughs> you meant it for evil, God meant it for good. God sent me down here to take care of you. And I will feed you and comfort you because that's what God has trained me to do. And all of God's people said, so yes, bad things happen to godly people. And God allows them to happen to godly people so that we might learn with the right spirit to serve the God who thought it not a robbery to be equal with God, but took upon himself the form of a servant and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Huh? So the next time somebody looks at you and said, This is for your good, loan me $10. <laughs> Just make sure it's the right person you ask because they may not give it to you. Amen. Now, Billy always had money in his pocket. So if you want to borrow money from Billy, just walk up to him. Billy said, My name is Brother Joseph Billy. Here you have it. 